Mind Vibe, a mental health podcast for everyone. Since our first episode in 2016, we have been sharing stories of recovery, engaging with experts, and tackling the stigma associated with mental illness. The Mind Vibe podcast is produced by Ontario Shores Centre for Mental Health Sciences and is available on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to the Mind Vine Podcast. My name is Daryl Mathers and I'm your host today for our very special edition. We do this every year for our Bell Let's Talk. It's our Bell Let's Talk edition of the Mental Health Mind Vine Podcast. And the theme for Bell Let's Talk this year is let's change this. And we were thinking of how we could incorporate that theme into what we're doing in Ontario Shores and our community to advance mental health and provide greater service uh, to our community. And uh, we're going to talk specifically about a proposal to bring a psychiatric eMERGE service uh, to Durham Region. And we have two uh, special guests uh, to talk about this issue. First, I'm going to introduce uh, Dr. Phil Klassen. He's our VP of Medical Affairs at Ontario Shores. Welcome, Dr. Klassen. And uh, secondly, we have uh, Regional Chair of Durham Region, John Henry, who's going to, to join us as well. Welcome. Okay, thank you very much uh, for you both making time to to discuss uh, Psychiatric Emerge and what it means in our community. Maybe before we get into what is Psychiatric Emerge and all the kind of particulars, um, Regional Chair Henry, maybe you can just talk about your connection to mental health and why you'd want to talk about this on Bell Let's Talk Day. Well, it's uh, it's known, um, and I've talked about it in the past, that mental, mental health challenges affects everyone. And... Uh, uh, my dad um, had had some severe challenges and, and tried to commit suicide while he was in Lake Ridge Health Hospital. And uh, he was transferred over to Ontario Shores uh, for some great care. So um, it's uh, something that has happened and uh, the, uh, the care that he needed at the time was there at a great facility. And that, uh, that allowed him to navigate through that very difficult time in his life. and and move on to uh, the next challenge that he had. So for me and my family, it, it, uh, it's important that we talk about this. Uh, it's important that, the, that people know that uh, mental health challenges happen to everybody and that nobody is isolated from this. And I think Bell Let's Talk has had a lot to do to bring that out uh, and have more of a conversation about the challenges of what's going on especially during the times of COVID and the challenges that we're having right now. And before we get into psychiatric eMERGE, Dr. Klass, and uh, as a, a mental health professional, you know, for a, a period of time, probably started your career when people weren't talking about mental health in the way they are now, uh, kind of in the public sphere. You know, since Bell Let's Talk and some of these initiatives have become more public, you know, what has it meant to you as somebody who's delivering mental health care to have these conversations, even if it's for some cases once a year on Bell Let's Talk Day, but hopefully more than that. But what has it meant to you to, for these conversations to become more commonplace? I think you're right. They have become more commonplace. And I think uh, Bell and others deserve a lot of credit for creating that conversation in a, in, in a public way. I think it's allowed people to come forward for help that uh, in a way that may not have been as comfortable uh, may not even felt doable uh, to people in the past, um, which is obviously encouraging and exciting, that, that stigma reduction. Uh, the challenge, of course, for us then 
is that as the, the I think the stigma has gone down and as people have been willing to get help uh, more frequently, uh, that, the, that the service demands on service providers are in, uh, increasing. And we have not always, and by we, I mean the entire community of mental health service providers, we've not always found it easy to keep up with the increasing service demands. And so we've, we've had to try to innovate our way to different ways to, to meet that demand. So that, that seems like a perfect segue when you talk about innovation and what we want to discuss today. So Ontario Shores has you know, a proposal uh, to bring a psychiatric eMERGE service uh, to Durham region. And um, some people might say, well, we have an emergency room um, you know, uh, access in our community via traditional hospitals. So with that in mind, you know, tell us a little bit about you know, the proposal to bring a psychiatric eMERGE service to Durham region. Well, I guess I'd say, first of all, <clears throat> it remains the case that a um, a, a somewhat distressingly large number of people have their first mental health contact uh, in an emergency room, which is not ideal. Uh, th that's not the perfect scenario. But I don't think that's ever going to completely go away. Uh, that is simply how it is, particularly when when people have serious mental illnesses and periods of serious um, mental state disturbance. Um, the traditional emergency rooms, as somebody who has spent time in traditional emergency rooms, are not really a great solution uh, for mental health emergencies. They were not really ever designed for mental health emergencies, both in terms of staffing and also in terms of physical layout. And um, as you know, wait times are often long. Uh, oftentimes, uh, the, the, the physical environment is, is distressing. Uh, a certain number of people that are there for mental health reasons will wind up uh, on a gurney or isolated or, you know, even in restraints, none of which uh, we want to see. Uh, and I think increasingly people have turned their mind to, are there alternatives to that? And some alternatives have been proposed, <clears throat> uh, largely similar kinds of spaces, pardon me, similar kinds of services, but simply in a different space. That is to say, similar kinds of rooms and approaches and so on, uh, but, but, but not mixed in with cardiac care patients and other patients. But many of the traditional elements of say, mental health emergency care, which is just triage and, and, and out, um, uh, remain in those kinds of emergency settings. And, uh, and so we went a little further afield and, and found an impact that we love. So the, you mentioned the empath model, which uh, maybe we'll get to, but I wonder if we could relate it back to your experience, uh, Chair Henry, about uh, maybe not so much emergency room, but being in the right place uh, at the right time when you're either in a mental health crisis or supporting somebody who requires treatment. And in our patients, in our experience, a lot of people do go through um, quite the journey to get to a place where they're actually getting the care that they need. And it's obviously something as a system we want to um, to alleviate that pressure. But as a family member supporting someone, what was it like when your father f received the care uh, that that he needed and your family needed? Well, it was uh, you took someone from a from a, a not a very happy place uh, where he was struggling for all kinds of issues to bring him back into a place where he was able to to be you know function again, but. It needs to be easy um, to do this. And, 
here at the region, we've done things to help with the challenges of mental health within our community. We've hired more mental health nurses to work with our police department, to be on the road to help, uh, help our residents throughout the region of Durham. But those mental health nurses and officers are often stuck at, in an emergency room at, at Lake, Lake Ridge Health, waiting to transfer their patient or for the patient to be seen. Lake Ridge Health does a very good job at dealing with all issues, but there is a challenge with mental health. They're not equipped to take that patient that comes in with a, with a police officer or a paramedic and a mental health nurse, and once they get to the emergency room, they need a place where they can get the support they need. Not just about seeing a doctor for a very short period of time. It's more complex than that. And that's, that's what this project's about. It's about getting the long-term health and care that, that residents need to get back to their lives and contribute back to society. Anyone can challenge, be challenged with a mental health episode. It, it, it can be caused for a number of reasons, um, but we need uh, an opportunity to have the right people and the right place at the right time to meet the needs of our communities. This project does that. I think that's a great opportunity for you, Dr. Klassen, to kind of talk about the project. So what do we want to do and what's the, uh, what is the empath model and how will it differentiate itself from a traditional emergency room experience? I think it's very, very different. And, and I don't know whether this is planned as a part of the podcast or not, uh, but I think, um, you know, if, if, if people could see some images of the empath model, I think that would be a great introduction for them uh, because uh, the, the, the visuals, are also very, very, very different. So there are a few key elements and, and the empath models can be a little different from place to place. They, they're not absolutely uniform, but there are a few key elements to them that you're gonna see anywhere you see an empath model, something that's come out of the United States, come out of California to begin with. A, uh, and in no particular order, A, uh, the psychiatrist's office is right by the front door and, and with some other team members, you're going to get seen by a psychiatrist immediately. Uh, no waiting. B, uh, the physical environment, as you will see as soon as you enter, is completely different. It's an open, uh, warm environment with some outdoor space, usually a courtyard, you know, a, a kitchen where you can help yourself to food, a place where you can do some laundry if you have to. The idea is it's a, it's a warm and communal and sort of natural looking space. C, uh, it's not just about what's the diagnosis and what's the disposition. It's not simply about do we admit or do we send you out. It's actually about up to 23 hours and 59 minutes of active mental health care. That is to say, uh, psychotherapy or counseling or pharmacotherapy, medication treatment as needed for up to 23 hours and 59 minutes, knowing that if you're really committed, uh, you could you could help a lot of people a long way in 23 hours and 59 minutes, which is different from just do we admit them to the floor or do we send them out for an outpatient appointment at some later date? And I suppose at part of the what we're talking about when we talk about immediate assessment by a psychiatrist, an open concept and immediate treatment is the staff are circulating constantly in that space. I think a lot of times we have experiences, hospital experiences where the staff seem to have their their space is quite different and separate and even sometimes remote from the patient or service user space. One of the key elements here is there is no traditional nursing station. Uh, the staff are 
out with the patients. Now, of course, if you're going to have a confidential conversation with the patient, there's an interview room that you you and the patient or service user go to together for privacy. But the staff and the patients are in the milieu uh, together at the same time. So I think these are these are some things that are really unique: the physical environment, the rapid assessment, the active treatment, and using the time in the emergency department. I mean, we talked earlier, I think, about how sometimes can, people can spend a long time waiting in an emergency department, but uh, only to receive a disposition, either to the floor or to to, to a follow-up appointment, but actually using that time for active therapy. These are, are differences that have shown promising outcomes. So in the world of a psychiatric eMERGE, how we envision it, um, it's not necessarily a place where you would walk into necessarily off the street, so to speak, um, from what I understand. So how would somebody, uh, you know, if it becomes a reality, how would somebody access care? Like, would they be going, is this to alleviate pressure, you know, from the Durham Regional Police and other police forces in the area, paramedics? Like, how, how would people access this type of care? I mean, this is ultimately up to the ministry, of course, but there are a, a number of potential pathways. Uh, a, uh, because we, 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 we do see ourselves as, as really focused on the most seriously mentally ill and trying to help them. Uh, we, would, we would take folks coming by means of EMS or police with, that, with a commitment to a rapid turnaround there. B, uh, we have surge capacity because they're not rooms, they're recliners. Uh, so we may be taking some patients in transfer from other emergency departments. And C, Yes, you can walk off the street, actually, into this emergency department as part of our model. But it's only the higher acuity cases that have the 23, up to 23 hours and 59 minutes. In other words, if somebody comes in, and this, is, this, this does happen. I've worked in downtown Toronto emergency departments on many, many occasions. A lot of people come in with relatively less serious or complicated mental health difficulties. They can be given a follow-up appointment. They don't necessarily need that that it's sort of that intermediate intensity of up to 23 hours and 59 minutes in this space. Um, but in, if somebody comes in and they are a seriously unwell person and seriously distressed and, and, and are appropriate uh, for the emergency service, they can access the emergency services through the front door. So from your perspective, Chair Henry, when you're talking about the community that you serve uh, and trying to provide service and and uh, resources to uh, your population. How does that model sound in terms of um, who could be impacted by um, what would the, the psychiatric emerge? Well, for us, the, our police and public health, um, mental health specialists that work with our police department, and we have uh, uh, that team out on every shift. The challenge is, is they can only see so many people during the course of the day because their time is taken up waiting at Lake Ridge Health. So if there was a place where they could pick up someone that was having challenges, access the need to go to, to this new, new concept, take them there and then be back out on the road again to serve our community instead of being, you know, literally stuck until the handoff takes place at Lake Ridge Health for, you know, two, three, four hours sometimes we would be able to deliver more services through through this partnership with mental health and policing to our community not only would it allow us to do more within our community and meet more of our needs we also got a place to go in the event that the needs are greater than what what the mental health nurse and the officer can deal with 
For us, it's about serving more people effectively and efficiently. And this uh, time spent um, out on the road dealing with issues is much better spent than sitting in an emergency, emergency room waiting for a doctor to come and take a look at a, a patient to make a decision. And then the care that's available afterwards, um, it shouldn't be about coming in, being checked, and then being released back into the community. Mental health cases are more complex than that. Some people can do that, but there are some people that need a lot more support. So I'm proud of the work that we're doing and the partnership that we have with Lake Ridge Health, but that's not the solution. This is a solution to a complex problem. Hmm. Dr. Klassen, are there other you know, benefits or objectives from Ontario Shores maybe that we haven't talked about as to that might be the driver as to, to why we want this so badly in our community? Like, <clears throat> what is it that the empath model, you know, psychiatric emerge, that, you know, that package uh, that's going to deliver our community that we want to, so why would we want to do that so badly? Yeah, for sure. For all the reasons that you've just heard from from both of your guests here. But in addition, I think there's a couple of other things. Maybe I'll, I'll miss something and you can prompt me, but a couple of other things. One is, um, I think it's high time that we do a proof of concept of a different model, because really, I think something like this uh, needs, needs to actually spread across the province and the country. We, we don't have any really non-traditional uh, emergency spaces for mental illness or serious um, distress uh, anywhere in the country. So I think it's urgent that we that we explore a proof of concept. Uh, and I think that we do it with people that are committed and, and that have the skills to do it. Uh, the other thing is I think it would be a fantastic training opportunity. I think there are research and education opportunities uh, in an empath unit that um, will help change the way that um, the next generation of psychiatrists and social workers and nurses and occupational therapists and so on will think about mental health care and about uh, service delivery. And I also think it's an important milestone in, in rethinking the experience of people with mental illness or with, with serious distress, uh, saying we're going to craft something that is, that is healthier uh, for them than, than the existing spaces. Those are some of the other things that are on my mind. We mm. have some other ideas. <laughs> Well, I was just going to ask <clears throat> Chair Henry. Obviously, Durham Region is not the one making a decision here. We would, we would, we love it if they were, uh, given your support. But this is a, going to be a provincial decision in terms of whether this moves uh, forward or not. But being, you know, in that political climate, uh, the way the world is today, obviously coming out of pandemic, where there's a lot of focus on on mental health issues. Do you feel like the timing is right for something like this to actually uh, be approved and, and become a reality? Oh, most definitely. Um, we as a municipality, even though we do great work on the street, our paramedics, our police officer, our mental health nurses, we are not the solution to this. We, we are out there doing what needs to be done. Uh, at, at the moment, it needs to be done. But the moments after that, once we have that that interaction with the individual that needs help, there needs to be a place to go. If you go into the hospital, you know, Lake Ridge Health is a great hospital. I'm thankful for all the great work they do, but that's not the environment that you need to take somebody to that's having some kind of mental health episode. To take them into an emergency room, to put them into a small room with a police officer and, and a mental health nurse and trying to manage all of that, that, that creates more problems for the individual. 
So by doing this in a different way, it creates, creates that opportunity to get that individual the help they need immediately, to get them on a path that they need to be. And it allows our, our people to get back out on the street to help more people. That currently is not happening uh, with the existing healthcare system. So as we look, at, as the province looks to approve um, offloading delays for paramedics, there's offloading delays for police officers and mental health nurses that need to be addressed. And here in Durham, the hours are, are, are uh, very large. Uh, we can statistically show that the amount of time that our police officers and public uh, health nurses, mental health nurses, are actually in Lake Ridge Health waiting for that handoff. We do that with paramedics so that we can provide messaging to the province to say, we have a challenge. Here's an opportunity and a solution to fix a problem. And here we are, we need to present them with the, the proof and we can do that to justify this. And then we need to make sure that that individual gets the, the care at the time and then they get back um, working within society and contributing again. The challenge of the delays affects that individual as well. So this is an, an excellent concept. It has merit. And it's something that could be re, you know, replicated across the province. But in the end, it could look, be looked at as a tool to actually save money in emergency rooms, um, at least here in Durham, by having an alternative uh, and a place to take people that are having mental health episodes. And not to mention the frustration it could save not only the individual uh, receiving care, but obviously their, their family members. Uh, we've referred to it several times as the empath model, and I don't know that I've actually um, uh, read out the acronym, Emergency Psychiatric Assessment Treatment and Healing Unit. Uh, we will uh, provide some links in the description. Uh, we do have information available online. Uh, as we close, I want to thank you both you know, for being here today to discuss this, uh, something we obviously hope uh, becomes a reality in the not-too-distant future. I would ask uh, you both as we as we wrap up, what would you like people to do um, as we kind of in this position where we have a capital request to the province? In the meantime, if people feel passionate about this or, uh, you know, what would you recommend that they, they do to help see this uh, become a reality? Well, in, in Durham, chatting with your MPP, um, you know, we're very fortunate uh, to have a facility like Ontario Shores located within the boundaries of Durham Region. It just doesn't service the people of Durham Region. Though. But talking with, uh, with your MPPs, talking about the importance of mental health, and for the families, um, having somebody uh, in, a, in a facility close to your home is, it takes the pressure off the families as well. And this facility, uh, in the case of my family, did such an amazing job with my father to get him back on the right path. And they do that for everyone that walks through the door. So um, speaking about alternative care to, to our members of provincial parliament is something that needs to happen. You know, we've got, uh, we're talking about it. There was a time that nobody talked about mental health, that uh, everyone was afraid to talk about the challenges within their families. And that may still be for some people, but the challenge is out there. We know it needs to be addressed. And I I'm hope they're listening because we have a, a great opportunity to show how something could work really well in this region that could be utilized in parts uh, uh, throughout Ontario and different communities. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Klassen, any closing thoughts for you? 
I mean, I would, I would echo the words of Chair Henry. Uh, it's really, uh, uh, it's really helpful for citizens to get engaged um, and passionate about what is happening in their community. And um, as Chair Henry has pointed out, you can speak to your MPP. Uh, you, you can, you can talk to people at various levels of government to help them to advocate for, uh, for this kind of a, a capital campaign. Uh, although it's, you know, ca capital is only part of it, of course. I mean, it's, it's, uh, capital is an important part of it. It's a critical piece of it. But, uh, you know, we also at, at Ontario Shores are preparing for the health human resources and the attitudinal uh, kind of changes, the changes uh, in, in practice that we really need to bring to emergency services. Um, and it's very exciting to think about it. And I hope that we can make it happen. Well, I think we all are hoping that and hopefully we'll have answers uh, in the not so distant future. So thank you very much for, to both of you for joining us and, and having this conversation. Thanks. Thank you.